Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello again, you marvelous human being. I hope that your here and now is incredible. Sending you a huge hug through the airwaves. We have obviously an amazing episode for you if you listen to part one. Uh, We're going to dive deeper with Unity Grace. Uh, We talk about understanding dowsing in the grid lines, uh, Unity's mind-blowing story, uh, evolving beyond the great two laws, gravity and time. That's interesting. Uh, The last steps of alchemy are done in heart and not mind. So we dive deeper in here. Obviously, if you've listened to Unity before, you know it's it's quite an experience. So uh, I know you're going to love this episode. Thank you so much for you who have been supporting. I received my first donation, which was great. And that was by Stephanie Allen. You freaking rock. Thank you. She entitled it tossing the buck in the bucket or something like that. And it helps, really does. Um, I only kind of put those up recently as a suggestion because uh, let's to put it positively, um, abundance would be great. And uh, that really helps. So thanks so much. Uh, thank you so much too to those of you who have been sp- supporting me on Patreon. Uh, Tyler Harmon, you're the man. I appreciate you. So if you want to support this podcast, the best way to do it is three acts of kindness today, every day. Don't tell anybody about it. Um, that is how you turn on your DNA if there is such a thing. And that is how you expand your consciousness. If there is such a thing, it requires action. So do that. Most important thing. The other thing that you can do is you can leave me a review in iTunes. Share this episode. Those are all free. Um, but you could leave a review and this one is from my friend Marie this is a way back she's an amazing person it says uh, such an awesome human being Uh, I stumbled upon this podcast a couple days ago by my great friend Matt Belair since the day I met Matt he's always been trying to help me in any way he could he became my snowboard coach in the years I was competing and can't thank him enough for how he made me a better rider in the park and in my head too I'm so glad that I'm now going to listen get to listen to more of him via his podcast thanks for all the good information you're providing everyone and keep up the good work buddy i appreciate that marie she's amazing she's a an incredible snowboarder an incredible person and it was an honor to work with her and so many amazing days snowboarding in whistler so thanks so much for taking the time to leave that review um you know if you want to support on patreon go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair that really helps um and we got the event coming up uh shout out to david lombear center pass we will be in sedona next weekend august 4th if you are near there, if you were within like a 10-hour drive, get there, a flight, get there. The flights are cheap within the States. This will be the first time ever a Zuni elder and a Migama elder will be together sharing star knowledge. And uh, it's going to be epic. There are people coming in from Canada, from far away for this. This is actually a truly monumental, his- historic occasion. It's going to be a day, um, but this they're looking for the star people. So uh, if you can get there, get your butt to Sedona. Check out Distant Ancient Echoes on Facebook. It's all over my Facebook too, Matt Belair Official. If you can make the event, it would be amazing to see you. And David is doing a seven-part 
a webinar series. It's, it's completely for free or by donation if you want to chip in. It's every Thursday at 8 p.m., I believe, and it's on my Facebook as well. So check that out as well. It's truly extraordinary stuff. I'm here in Maine because he is that incredible, um, and I'm, I'm here to help him. So uh, check out his work. And uh, what else we got going on? I think that's it. Um, other than if you want some coaching, hit me up, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Uh, if you want me to speak or you want David to speak, Matt at Zen Athlete as well. I'm glad to hook that up. Um, you know, we, I'm doing the 90-minute breakthrough sessions now. It can help you. You know, we can do a heart journey activation, get clear on overcoming limiting beliefs, blocks, designing a future that you're stoked about. Uh, all of that is possible. Make sure to sign up the at the email list at mattbelair.com and just go forward slash lucid dreaming if you want a free track and guide to lucid dreaming as well that is awesome um what else we got is that it yeah so check us out it's a donut that's the big thing Uh, other things are secondary um so thank you so much to listening to this for listening to this you're going to enjoy the episode so let's get into a state of peace and coherence first so just take in a deep breath in through your nose setting the intention to come to peace and coherence Letting that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose and just doubling that, that feeling of peace and coherence and presence. And just think about one thing that you're grateful for. Just let that breath out slowly with all the limitations, all the tasks, all the to-do lists. Just being fully present now. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose and just connecting to your universal multidimensional divine nature. To that life force, that spark within you that is within all beings and realize that you are the creator of your reality, you control your consciousness and that you are epic. So let that breath out slowly, feeling great, going about the rest of your day, being awesome, doing an act of kindness when you see the opportunity, get someone's name, uh, hold the door open, just be a rad human being. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Let's get into part two with the incredible Unity Grace but you're moving momentum toward a life that you would prefer. 100%, absolutely. We have to face our fear. The fear, because I have people ask me all the time, how do I do this? How have I been traveling for eight years? What do I do financially? So on and so on. I made a choice. Spirit was filling me with inspiration. Spirit fills us with inspiration. The question is, are we listening to the inspiration Are we listening to the indoctrination of the society and the rituals that we've been placed under through school and so on and laws and regulations and passports and boundaries and borders? Well, you know, it's, it's happening. The butterflies are all hatching. So all that stuff really isn't real anymore. And we all know it's falling away. And so the thing is just like jump on the wave. Now it's happening. We all know it. How do we know it? Because it's programmed within us. It is programmed within the caterpillars to all hatch as monarchs together. Resistance is futile. And so just follow a little bit of that inspiration and see what shows up. It's like you say, the synchronicity show up, the miracles show up that just, what is the purpose of a miracle to have you stop long enough in surprise that the program that was running you just gets, it gets, you get a reboot in that moment, in that moment, because the surprise, the miracle, the synchronicity is so big. It just takes all your focus off the thing that was bothering you, which was just a program anyways. And in that moment, the whole system is recalibrated and we're never the same. We may go back to whatever we were doing in the next moment, but we are never the same. We will sit there when we're, you know, lying in bed at night or pondering, we'll go, what was that thing? 
that thing was a gateway. So just go into it and just go back to the feeling of it and just like expand into the feeling of it a little bit more. And what was that? And just give that a few moments to go like, it's like that Qigong thing, you know, when you're feeling the energy in your hands and then you pull your hands a little farther back and then you reestablish that energy field. Same with the miracles. Just go into the feeling of the miracle and just go a little deeper into it and a little deeper into it and moment by moment, track your focus. And if you get distracted, just, okay, just come back to it, come back to it. Why? Because it was way more interesting than nine to five, five days a week, two weeks off a year. Why would we not give ourselves 30 seconds or five minutes to go back into the miracle that spirit just sent us to say, hey, you want the way out of that forest down there? Here's the way. Begin with the miracle, whatever it is. Even if it's just a synchronicity of thinking about someone and they call you two seconds later. Like, once again, a baby step is a quantum leap. If you go like, that wasn't just a coincidence. That was that was a miracle. That was cool. I want more of that. Tell the Infiverse, I want more of those. And what I started doing on my path, when, when I just went, look, you're filling me with inspiration. I don't want to be focused on that thing called the middleman called money anymore. I want to do this dance with you. You're filling me with so much inspiration. So I will take the steps into the inspiration. And I'm just asking my higher self to send me clear and cosmic signals. That's what I always say. Clear and cosmic and make them miraculous because you know how I love being surprised. You know, start communing with that consciousness. This land that um, I was sharing that I came to to do this podcast, we started um, trying to do the podcast outside, but the grid line here is pulsing. It's consciousness interfacing with us because it is so excited that we're doing this that I actually had to come into the house because the the pulsing of the grid was pulsing out 20 or 30 feet it kept crashing my computer this is the consciousness of the universe we're sitting on this um on this fiber optic line that is saying wow they're getting it and it's going to supercharge this podcast that's why i came here to help to help harness that energy and put it in this podcast so people that are watching can can also feel it and receive it but we want to um really ask for clear, cosmic, miraculous, playful. And then we discover that creation is benevolent. It loves us. It's a loving consciousness. And it wants us to return to play, to being the children of the garden that we were meant to be. So we got to invite a little bit of play. We got to, it's like Joe with the love affair with the divine that we did in Sardinia. He's like, give the divine as much attention as you would give a lover you know like a lover you were super stoked on why are we not giving the attention to these energies within us and to that divine that is that is creating the universe trust me walls and matter are going to start looking really unusual and it's already happening for many people Nassim Haramine I just talked about it the other day in one of my love streams you know, he was working with um, his, his free energy device for a long time and, and he had it set up in California. And one night he woke up in the middle of the night and he heard this like humming pulsing and he got up to open his room and looked down the hallway and the walls were going in and out of form. 
So this is what we have the capacity to do with the quantum field around us if we just get back to the point of stillness in the center of our own internal technology. One thing that was happening for me, it's happened for me a lot at this, uh, the events with Joe, but this time it was every single time we went into meditation. As soon as I went into meditation, I was surrounded by these huge, tall white beings and my hair would start flying like I was in a windstorm in my clothes. I just got to the point where I knew to wear a lot of clothes because I knew I was going to end up being in this vortex and I had to keep like flipping my hair because it was blowing all over. It is about being the vortex. It's the same thing that, um, you know, is spoken of with Abraham Hicks and so on. Be the center of the vortex and then the vortex begins to spin around us and transform just like a tornado spins and transforms the environment. It creates a lot of chaos in the environment. But it also, in my love stream the other day, I was talking about after a tornado passes through, sometimes like you see pictures of things that are lodged inside of other things. Like I remember seeing this picture of a wrecker that was lodged in a log. It didn't get lodged in the log because it sawed its way into the log it got lodged into the log because the particles of matter spread out so far as the vibration got higher and faster that the two objects merged when they were more spacious. And that's what we're doing in our meditations. We're just liberating some of the energy that is bound to the particles of matter such that we can begin to transform the world and be prepared for a little bit of chaos or what looks like chaos each time we go in because everything is going to transform around us but eventually we are landing in realities that look completely different so once again step-by-step -step process getting comfortable with the process and then allow the reality to begin to transform around us it's amazing well what, when you're talking about that i'm just like thinking about uh just uh, i was trying to pull up a quote from from jesus he says it like a few times but essentially what i've done um, you will do greater things and more. And, um, you know, it starts as this idea and it's, it's really intense because it's like, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. You know, it's, it seems nuts until you start to play with that field and have experiences yourself. And I can only say I've gotten to the point where I've been in these realms of ideas where I was a goldfish and then all of a sudden I was dolphin consciousness and I couldn't come up as Matt to be in dolphins conscious to, to figure out what the heck it was. I have no understanding of what that was, but it was very real. And I, I think it has something to do with these practices and things like that. Um, you know, connecting to the, you know, I like when you said like connecting to the miracle, the feeling of the miracle. And one of the images I had when you were speaking was like you being up there in another dimension or something like above the VR, the simulation, it's this powerful God being you dipping down into the body but the body's like a Ferrari. So you're like this little man or, or being in your mind trying to drive this thing that's so infinitely intelligent, connecting to all of the nature, all of the environment, all of the elements, to everything that's happening here. But you, as this smaller part, can't understand how it's all working yet. And that's where that surrender and that faith comes in as we're learning to drive these vehicles. But that stillness, that, that, that part of you that thinks it knows what's going on, you know, you don't know what's going on. I don't care if you're the smartest scientist. I've talked to the smartest scientists, you know, on this show, some of them, not all of them ranked or whatever, but they get to a point where they're like, you know what, like this is so mysterious 
you know, when we looked at particles, they just are disappearing and reappearing for no reason. That's science. We can't explain that. It makes no sense. Now, there are things we can learn and use and, and discover and explore, but really this is a, an extremely mysterious reality and consciousness is so mysterious. And so what we do get to decide though through our free will is where we put our attention. You know, and that I think is so, so important that we put attention on possibility or we can put it on, on lack. And you also talked about asking for clear and cosmic signals. Um, you know, being out here studying with the native elder of the Megama Nation, he says, when you want to connect with spirit, you need to say it out loud and you need to write it down because, you know, you're in a closed system. Um, and so if you want to communicate, he's like, just ask, he's like, it's like a waiter, you know, how, what, what do you do when you go to a restaurant, ask for what you want. Um, but they can't just, you know, give you everything instantly because you don't want all the cheat codes to the game. You're here to learn how to be a creator. If you're just like, okay, million dollars in Ferrari, that'd be boring. You wouldn't learn anything. You know, I was like, okay, I want to squat 500 pounds or I want, you know, the love of my life. You want the adventure. And I spoke, uh, I was writing something on Instagram the other day and I was like, everything for this requires a leap of faith. And isn't that such a beautiful way for you to know that God and spirit are real? Nobody that I've met that knows and, you know, when you see somebody they really know and they have like a strong connection, they took a leap of faith. I haven't met anybody that's just like, oh, yeah, it's super easy. I'm like always connected and like, you know, my divine nature, like blah, blah, blah. Life is just like, was just so easy. And I, you know, I'm so connected and peaceful and content. It's more like, oh, my God, like I either got thrown through this and like life was terrible. And then I woke up and I almost died. And then all of a sudden I was like, what the hell was I even worried about? And then and then now they're on the other side. and life didn't get necessarily easier but they they now had the tool of perspective that's it the same crap was happening but they have a tool of perspective and so now with their awareness and their own consciousness and new habits and new tools they can steer their boat better because we're kind of on the wave and a lot of people are just getting tumbled around wherever the wave's going but with some tools you can kind of steer a little bit you know and be like oh god i'm going off course let's just kind of steer it a little bit back over here and that comes through um yourself so i wanted to ask what are the last two steps you said there's five of the gene keys to activate this and you've um maybe the five g keys how we activate our kundalini i want to get it all out so you can just rant forever just to make sure i remember and if you want to share one of your own personal uh most magical mind-blowing experiences for the the people that are like you know what i've had a mind-blowing experience like when i released the thoth one it makes no sense but i had about 10 15 people be like thank you for sharing that because i had this happen and i read their stories and it's like sweet lord you know and i like <laughs> i was like what that's nuts but like my experience was nuts and like if you you can look at it and be like, this guy is insane. So it's square. But I had like 15 come in and be like, no, this thing happened. And that's connecting to this like more multi-dimensional nature of what this is. It's not just a finite cut and dry nine to five, eat your Wheaties type of scenario. You are in a, in a mystery, you know, that wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in just confusion and, but also splendor and joy and awesomeness, depending on where you um, choose, choose to uh, see the perspective. 100% totally. Okay, now I know what you're talking about with the five. Okay, so it was actually what I was um, sharing about was the fifth gene key. So it's, it's, we have 64 neurons in the human DNA, 64 building blocks of, of the creation that we're currently in. So I always say it's like 64 Lego blocks. So there's the, the fifth gene 
is what I was talking about is the digital library. So it's not like five easy steps. It's just that all of the coding of the digital library is in the 15. I think that's what I was referring to when you were talking about the five. Is that right? Oh, God. Well, I knew the 15 key, but then you, when you went back, you started to talk about like steps to activating the Kundalini. And I thought that that's just a really good practical piece of information because like you said, you mentioned in the beginning for me, I don't care about the science to it. I don't care. I, I was always just like, what do I do to light up, you know, psychic powers or remote viewing? I'll just go do that because I already believe that it's possible, right? But it starts by experiencing non-local consciousness. And I did that from a very young age of meditating, being out of my mind and body into a different, different state. So I was like, hmm, you could probably direct this. Like, what is possible? So I like the steps so I can just practice them. I just go do squats, you know? Squats will make your legs stronger. Okay, let's go try that out. You know, it worked. It, di it didn't work. It didn't work for me. I tried. I did uh, friggin' it's like 920 breaths that were like one to three minutes long to activate like a new consciousness in my mind. Like I go down the rabbit hole. I test it out. I'll let you know what I, I came back with. I go all the way in. So that's what I was looking for. It's just the, the strategy because I want to activate it too. And I have my own processes. Okay, so I'll add some things to that. And what's, what's really great, I'll just go back to this 15 key, even though it's backwards, you can see that the shadow is impatience, even if you're reading it backwards. Uh, the gift is patience. The CD is timelessness, and that's about transcending time. It partners with the gene of hunger, the 35th gene. Um, so impatience and hunger actually partner at a shadow frequency. We're hungry for to fulfill this feeling within ourselves. We go outside to do it. We become impatient, waiting for that thing to fill us. So impatience and hunger are one of those things that have us look for the quick and easy fix. And that's what has us continually create outside of the self, wear ourselves down, chase, you know, the vitamin, the exercise, the, the house, the job, the whatever, all these things that are going to fill us up. Um, but it's really about learning self-mastery of the energy. Like 74% of the people in human design, a system of profiling our, our current designs, our manifestors are manifesting generators, which means we have unlimited access to source energy, but we have to, through our sacral, but we have to be doing what we love and we're passionate about. The moment we don't love it, we're not passionate about it, that energy starts to die away and it can be hard to recalibrate the energy. So A, most of us have unlimited energy to do the things that we want to do. Um, in terms of uh, meditation, this is something really important Dr. Joe talks about all the time. No meditation is bad meditation. No effort is bad effort. It's about making the effort. And effort does not mean Herculean in terms of, I got to lift a thousand pounds and, you know, blow out all my sockets. Effort means the willingness to take our focus off the distraction and place our focus on something new or something that may take us in the direction of but it doesn't we've lived in this very alpha you know uh, masculine kind of society that says it's all about survival of the fish and pushing and blah 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 maybe the herculean effort is to do less of that and be still so not once again figuring it out with the mind Here's something really beautiful about um, the Gene Keys, about um, the Keys of Enoch by J.J. Hurtak. 
all these different, uh, you know, writings that were brought into our wisdom is that the fine, we can interpret a lot of steps up the Jacob's ladder of ascension through the mind, but the final ones cannot be accessed by the mind. They can only be accessed by the heart. And how do we access the heart? Weak by love. And what is the definition of love? It means we come to a level of wisdom within our life that starts resisting what is and starts embracing everything. We stop resisting, uh, you know, losing, losing our luggage. We stop resisting my, my luggage. I, I've lived out of my carry-on for eight years. My carry-on was stolen from my rental car in Costa Rica in, in March. And, and I've learned, you just, you don't miss a beat. In the moment, all my friends were going, oh my God, and they wanted to hug me and stuff. And I was like, clear the glass out of the car. We got to get to San Jose. Oh, well, I didn't need that luggage either. That's what love really is, is risking it all to accept what source is bringing to us, recognizing it's all an initiation. And if we just love it and go, oh, thank you instead of defining or projecting upon something outside of the self, the sooner we just accept. It doesn't mean that we have to like the idea of dropping bombs on innocent people in the world. On the contrary, in order to change what is, through the acceptance of what is, we begin to access more cosmic energy to transform all that is. And so um, that's, that's a big part of this as well. The 35th gene is to risk it all for love, which means that great acceptance. And as we do, we begin to become the, the writers of our story by giving what is a specific spin or perception that we choose, not that the world chooses to define that experience by, but we get to choose our perception of why it's happening to us. And if we choose a loving perception that goes, this too is a gift, it starts to activate higher serotonin in the body. It starts to activate the, high, the, the body into a higher level of consciousness. So no effort is a bad effort. No meditation is a bad meditation. Everything we are doing is it to, towards improving ourselves is building up in the field and we never know the moment when even though programs might be telling us we're bad and we're doing it wrong and what a loser and I tried all of this and still here I am. No, the fruits of the labors are coming. A seed sits in the earth for a long time before it germinates and boom, the power that comes through at the moment that that shell breaks is unexpected and unknown. But when it comes, a whole new world is beginning. Never ever get down on ourselves if we're making the effort. And if we're not making the effort and we're letting the programs hold us back, then just be present to that. Be present to that and continually be in the presence of going, one of these moments, I'm going to make the Herculean effort to get out of bed at 4 a.m. to do the meditation. Maybe it wasn't today. But now the intention is set. Um, you mentioned your elder and the teaching of your elders. The, the Kogi, some of the most uh, advanced elders on the planet say, first you think it, 
then you speak it and you keep mentioning music and then they say, and then you sing it into form. This is the interface with the quantum field. Why do they call the earth's grid lines? Why do the indigenous call them the song lines? I wanted to bring in Dea Dova because she's coming this way. A lot of people know Dea Dova from the festival circuits. She's been doing the same thing on stage that I've been doing in the background, climbing military fences, singing to the consciousness of the earth's grids, singing to the song lines, interfacing consciously. So intention, speaking through our word, singing it into form, just making the effort, just having the conscious awareness the day we go, oh my God, I have got to make a change. That is a quantum leaping moment in itself. Everything that brings, makes us more aware is a quantum leaping moment. Now I want to jump in just for a minute about this thing I was talking about before, about pulling the Kundalini up the spine which made me have to run to the bathroom, release my bladder, because uh, I was squeezing those intrinsic muscles so much. Um, the, the cerebral spinal fluid carries, carries the information of light from the base of the spine up the spine. Joe explains it in a really great way, how the pineal activates. Our pineal gland is filled with little crystals. When we do this breath work, when we squeeze the intrinsic muscles, when we pull the breath up through the energy centers, it unifies in the heart, and then it's a direct singular line of energy that goes into the throat, into the third eye, or first eye, I call it, into our crown. And every time we draw it up and hold our breath, we start to feel pressure in the head where, where the, the pineal gland sits. When we feel that pressure, it's actually knocking on the door of the pineal gland. And that knock on the door, just like, just like knocking on a wooden door, it creates vibration. And that vibration begins to vibrate those little crystals in the pineal gland. And once they start vibrating, they have the capacity. It's just like a prism uh, or a crystal hanging in a window. If it swings... You start to notice like the reflection of the crystal all around the room and swinging. Same with the pineal. It's a hall of mirrors. The pineal gland is a hall of mirrors. It's reflecting vibration of information into form that then appears in front of our eyes. So we want to activate this pineal gland and move it to a higher frequency, pull the kundalini up, pull the breath up, hold the breath, the pressures, the knock on the door to begin to release those little crystals. And eventually as those little crystals release, we begin to see with our eyes a completely different version of the world around us reflected through these crystals, which are transducers of information from a higher field of consciousness called the quantum field that exists beyond the current speed of light that we can see with. So this is why we want to do this work. This is why we want to hold the breath, feel that pressure, then release it and just experience in the releasing of the breath, what we're feeling. And every time, maybe we feel a little dizzy, whatever. Why? Because now we're getting our Merkaba, our light ship, our mothership. We're starting to activate it. Things are starting to spin. And once things start to spin, if you feel dizzy, don't, don't shy away from it. Just go, oh, the light ship is lighting up. The spin is beginning to happen. The spin is where really fun things begin to happen because that starts to, to um, 
connect us to a frequency of the quantum field that is like the, the when we connect to that certain frequency it's almost like now the mothership is lit up now it's raising up like a helicopter now it's meeting a certain vibration of the field and whoop, the door opens and we fly through the veil into the interdimensional realm so that's a lot of stuff in in uh <laughs> pass it back over to you oh my goodness <laughs> I, was like, I, wonder, I was like okay in the middle of that i had a lot to chime in with and now all right so let me just re-put my own brain back together um you said a lot of great stuff. The first thing that I wanted to say was um, the stop resisting piece. And, you know, imagine like uh, somebody going through the airport, right? And they're like, my luggage is gone. And the person just goes, yes, yes. Everything that happens for me is for my highest good, baby. Let's go get some new Hawaiian shorts. You know, like no matter what it is, I got fired today. Woo, fired. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> you know, no matter what it is, because you could literally do that if you wanted to. Um, you know, like before the podcast started, I spilled the water, um, like a full glass of water. <laughs> I just went, F-bomb. <laughs> like, where's the back? And then I was all pissed off. And then I walked to the bathroom to get a towel. And then I go, who was mad? And I was like, all right. Give me a second, couple deep breaths, come back in, you know, because I'm resisting like what is, but if you embrace it fully, you know, then it's all good. It's just happening. And we're saying good or bad. That happens in the mind. You know, that's a surrender. That's happening in your mind, you know, like anything that happens, the good or bad, that's your own perception. And if we can learn to embrace also all parts of ourselves, all the stuff that we don't like, that's shiny, that we stick in the corner, these experiences, you were just a total dickhead for 30 years. You know what I mean? You tripped your, your buddy at the park, you're feeling bad for it. You did something else, you know, whatever. Just embrace that too as a part of you embracing your shadow and it doesn't make you a crappy person. It just makes you a human having a life and experience. And if you can embrace all parts of you that's the alchemy the inner alchemy that's going to allow you to take that lead to gold to so it's going to be the building block and the fuel for your spirit to go through because you know the people that i know that have like real deep dark stuff that i've talked to they also have this extraordinary capacity to be a positive influence because of all that alchemy that that terrible experience or that choice that they made that not a lot of people have to deal with or or people wouldn't do they they just have this whole realm of experience to go through now to really serve someone to be like oh this is my problem you know i have a job and, and i'm not so happy and you know becky at work she's a real piece of work you know and then this person with this extraordinary experience is like that's not that bad you know like this you know my whole life exploded. I had cancer. You know what I mean? Like I came back from war every, I was homeless for four years, you know, and they're like, Holy crap, man. He's like, yeah, but like, it's okay. Now I had to go through all that to learn this. And you can have that without going through all of that stuff. Um, so that was like my rant. And what I wanted to give back to you was that I'm curious about is, uh, um, either touching on um, how do we restore, and I think you touched on it in a bit, but uh, how do we restore our human consciousness to the structure of creation itself? Because for me, that means like really experiencing that divine moment and seeing it all as divine, you know, every communication while you're getting food, running to the store, it's all a divine moment, really. Um, so that's kind of how I saw it. And then if you wanted to share one of your ex personal experiences that um, you were talking about before. Cool. 
Okay, so how do we restore ourselves to the structure of creation? Once again, you bring up the gene keys, it's all coded in the genes. This book is about the coding. There's many, the I Ching, same thing. This is just a really good modern day version. Richard Rudd, see, mine is well used. Um, any of these, and I leave them in places on the grids and so on. But it's a modern day version of the coding. It's kind of like one of the owner's manuals of how do we activate these light chips. But the last part can't be activated through the mind. So this can only lead us through some of the steps until we go into the heart. So um, how, how do we realign with the structure of creation? Well, we use some of the techniques I'm talking about, whatever it is, um, it's going to happen for different people in different ways. Some people it's going to happen spontaneous because the cosmic wave is building. The more people that get on board, the more that some people are never going to have to do the work. They're just going to boom, wake up. And um, also the new incoming children, you know, are carrying different codes and China is filled with them. We'll never hear about them in the news, but there's, there's a lot of very um, high ascended beings on this planetary plane at this time. So what the 60th gene, it's coded within us. And it says um, in the highest frequency in, in India, there's a mythic Himalayan yogi known as Babaji. Many myths around this man that appear from time to time across the centuries, materializing in form, appearing and then disappearing. Sounds like fun. Um, so this is all about the activation of the rainbow light body. It says anyone who activates this gene or attains enlightenment through this gene, magic comes pouring through them um, because they are breaking the laws of form. This is the game. It's like Joe says, it's the best, best game on earth right now. <laughs> it's the game of transformation and, and, and self-realization because it is all a game. And so where do you want to play? Do you want to play in the golf course or do you want to play in the realms of the eternal and internal? And, and activate these supernatural capacities. This gene is programmed in all of us, and it says that it is, um, it, we should remember that from the point of the 60th CD, it has already, every human being knows that our future is about the cracking of the veils, the opening of the veils, and that the reality will transform in an instant. How do we know? Because it's coded within us. We may not be experiencing it from the mind, but there is a knowing, like an exodus. It draws people forward. And that's what's happening within us now. It's an electromagnetic pull. The Earth's energies are shifting. It's, it's awakening within us because we're a part of the Earth. And um, it lies secretly encoded in the deep limitation of our material DNA. Our carbon base is turning to light. This is a big part of it. You may notice your eating habits have changed dramatically, your sleeping habits, your interests. You, you don't hang out with the same people anymore, all that kind of stuff. It's because the transfiguration is occurring within. Actually, there was something I wanted to share on this show. I forgot to send it to you, Matt, but um, the, and this is a really important piece to share. Um, so it says, certain divine laws conceal the higher aspects of our own nature from our view. We have to evolve to be able to see them and evolve beyond the great two laws of gravity and time. And so the triple, this is about releasing the double helix and reconnecting to the triple helix of creation, the underlying of geometry of the universe itself, which is teeming with life. So 
the the meditation is a super important way to do this what whatever techniques we use maybe for some people running is meditation because that gets the whole brain state going and so on people can have amazing awakenings when they're doing activities that get both sides of the brain working there is no one way we would waste time trying to figure out the one way we're just trying to inspire the consciousness to know that if you're having unique experiences even if you're just having what you call coincidences or synchronicities follow them follow the energy trace that energy as though you're lost in a forest and all of a sudden you go i think it's that trail that's what a synchronicity is the synchronicity is the trail to follow it's the energy to follow the other trails are distractions just go I'm going to go, wow, I'm going to get super stoked and super excited about this synchronicity. In fact, I didn't tell all my friends and I don't even care if my friends are interested. I'm going to energize this synchronicity with my focus and attention. Because when we do, it opens up way more pathways in the forest. It's opening up way more neural networks in the mind. Get excited about the synchronicities. They're the gifts from source. One picture I was going to send you, Matt, is um, one of the groups that I've worked the Rochelle grids on the earth with, which, which are these, these activation lines, you could say, for humanity's consciousness, like connecting physicality with interdimensionality. And so many of us have worked as grid workers to sort of bridge those like acupuncture needles. And um, there's been anomalies. Many people in our group have had their blood tested over the last since there's been anomalies in the blood and the most recent blood work again orbs of light in the blood things that the natural path has never seen cube like structures of light in the blood that look like crystals this is scientific data if the mind needs it and i was going to send you those um when it first started happening in 2011 the, there was red and, and uh, there was red blood cells with little blue stars and little red stars on them and those blood cells were bursting into orbs of light and when I saw it I was like oh my god this is the red and blue kachina from the Hopi prophecy because the Hopi prophecy said the red and the blue kachina would come but it's not just in the sky it's inside of us and um, a few years ago one of the members of our group the actual templar cross started showing up inside his blood cells because the templar cross if you go to the work of shane shima on facebook who's an amazing um teacher and and wisdom bringer from the stars to help us understand this this process we're going through through his writings which are transmissions um the, the Templar cross is the cross of the fourth coordinate, the fourth dimension, which then bridges us back to interdimensionality. Um, and so, yeah, the Templar cross started to show up in the blood of one of the men in our group in, uh, I would say, probably about 2016. And um, so in my own work, being very, very involved with the Rochelle grids or the Rose Lines and, and the axiotonal grids of creation and working as a grid worker and being guided by source and by spirit beyond the rational mind and having many interdimensional experiences. Um, I just sent Matt a couple of pictures that we could just pull one of them up. And um, I guess I feel to share the pictures. I mean, I, I've had experiences during brain maps of going 
to the place of wholeness, leaving in totality this realm of gravity, time, and space, and going to a place that's more real than here. Being shown the mechanics of creation, the computer itself, and the mechanics of creation and how to operate it. That was all captured on a brain map, which has been used and shown for many years um, on the planet. So that was my most quantum experience. But I feel maybe to pull up one of the images um, that I sent you, Matt, um, that I'd love to share. Because when people see these photographs, they actually provide for others, kind of activates their own mirror neurons. Mirror neurons activate the same experience inside of those who are witnessing it. Um, that, okay, so that was, um, I, I was, uh, the dolphins, I've worked really closely with the dolphins and the whales. And in 2015, I got a message from the dolphins to come to Big Island, Hawaii. And they said, come swim with us. We're going to give you the codes to stabilize the tectonic plates on the planet one for all. They were basically explaining that um, in order for us to go through the shift without a big cataclysm, we needed to stabilize the tectonic plates with these codes that the dolphins were bridging interdimensionally. And so my girlfriend, um, I called her and said, hey, do you want to come swim with me with the dolphins on the full moon? They say they're going to they're gonna offer these codes. So let's just stay on this picture for one second. Um, this... I actually had a dolphin swim up to me one day and look me straight in the first eye and communicate to me that they were activating my sonar again and they were going to start teaching me to work with color, light, and sound again. And, and so I got out of the water all excited and I said to my, my friend, Tanya, like, I was like, oh my God, Tanya, you're not going to believe what happened. This is what happened. This is what the dolphins told me. And they showed me this rainbow coming out of my forehead. And then the next day, the dolphins, I, I was walking along, and uh, let's just jump back to that to that one for a second. Um, jumping all over the map here. <laughs> Trying to work this, I just did a terrible job over here. Okay, which one do you want? Okay, there we are. Um, so yeah, I was, I was just walking to go have breakfast with my friend, and the guidance said, do a selfie. And I did a selfie, and, and I was like, oh my God, this, this is exactly what the dolphins showed me yesterday. They were showing me this rainbow coming out of my forehead. And the crazy thing was, in the picture, there was a dolphin painted on the wall. I was just walking along and did the selfie and realized after there was a dolphin in the painting, the whole picture is completely unaltered. The whole thing looks really unusual and interdimensional as though it's been altered by Photoshop or something. This is how the picture showed up. And I took like 20 pictures and they all look the same and ran to my girlfriend. She ran back to the spot and tried to do all these selfies, nothing. This was one of those interdimensional moments that was captured on film. Mm. I've never written my story down, but the pictures themselves are pictures I can share with people that people go like, wow, that's like so cool. And then it activates their mirror neurons for what's potential within them. And really my whole journey has been documented by really extraordinary photos like this. Um, and there's the one other picture where I, I'm guided to share where I'm surrounded by the violet light. It's my back. Yeah, that, that picture. So um, I, I did lots of work in Egypt with the grid lines. And this was in 2015. And the guidance downloaded the trip like probably eight months before and said um, that I needed to go with a group to Egypt, that we were going to receive the codes to bring, to bring in the codes for the 144,000 Ascended Masters to embody fully before the end of August 2016. And um, 
And so this was in a place called Abydos, which is considered the heart chakra of Egypt. And in Abydos, you go into all these different rooms and the rooms open up the seven sacred seals around the heart. And then I went into a room beyond those rooms after going through the seven rooms. And I, I felt this presence and it was this clear presence of the Christ. And the guidance said um, to go get my friend home and, and tell him that he needed to take a picture of what was about to happen. So we went back into the room and I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Just take a picture if something does. And, and this is what happened. And other friends who were there saw this, saw this with their own physical eyes. What I experienced was my whole body bursting into the violet flame. I experienced myself at a cellular level and all of my cells suddenly bursting into the violet flame, which is the flame of Christ consciousness. It is the color of violet that purifies the cells back to the source code or back to light so that we can restore interdimensional capacities, our Christ consciousness, which is really the teachings of quantum physics. And that's what was captured on film. And after I had that experience, I started receiving really, really profound downloads um, about um, my work on the grids and the final pieces of restoring our consciousness, taking it back from that uh, external patriarchy uh, that was, was imbuing itself into the grids of consciousness and how to restore the grids at the final levels within ourselves and activate our 64 codons of DNA. So that was just another moment that I shared with Matt. And those are some of the incredible moments that I've shared for myself that have been captured. There's other pictures I sent to you as well, but um, those were just two that I was guided to share for others to activate their mirror neurons. When people see that picture, it activates their own mirror neurons to activate the violet flame, overdome the Christed over self, over the physical body, and begin that transfiguration process because alchemy occurs in the body. These physical vessels are designed for physical alchemy with light. And, um, you know, in some other show, I can share about that process because it is alchemy. There's a lot of heat that goes through the body when we go through these processes. This is why we want to know how to work with the elementals because when the alchemy begins, it can be a very intense process. Holy crap. That's intense. Well, what, a, geez, you know, I was in, I, I was just going to flip through these other pictures real quick, just so they can see them. This one was like, Oh my God, that's like a W and uh, you can speak on it if you want or pass. Oh yeah. That one's, we, I have to zoom in on that one. Um, okay. Oh, that's funny. Okay. This one's the W. Um, but this one here has got like some sort of, um, wave going like near your face and what I was going to say so I'll let you get what I was going to say for people that might have like challenges with like something like this like oh these are just pictures or something um, in when I had the experience with Thoth when I was at Envision and had a picture come that was a multi-dimensional picture in physical reality that someone else saw um, and it, I was just like what the f, f is going on um, in the life and teachings of the masters of far east it says repeatedly that we have technology that can photograph this um, that this is an actual part of it and most of the time that you have like a, a personal experience it's just for you and there's no photographic evidence so these are just photographic evidence that are supporting or or basically like a like a tool that go with the experience that you're sharing which is the most important part is it's like look this experience is something that I didn't go, okay, I'm going to go have this experience now. And then bam, this experience happens. This is you just going around 
doing your thing and then this happens and then you're processing like, whoa, that was intense. That's really interesting. How do I even shape words around that? So the pictures are just kind of like a little, you know, like Egypt, you know, the pictures don't do it justice. When I was sitting in like, you know, had the experience in the, in the uh, King's chamber and stuff like that, I could have pictures all day, but if there's something weird in there, it'd be like, no, I felt this thing. This happened. It was mind blowing. Right. But you have this little crappy dark picture. So you have both. I just wanted to see that. And I don't know if you want to talk about these or, or I'll just skip them, but I want to. I'm happy to do a quick share about them if you like. Yes, please. Okay. Um, so this is something I haven't really spoken very publicly about at all. Um, part of the Hopi prophecy is about the, the return of the eagle and the condor, the masculine and feminine North America and South America, um, the, the reconnection of the energies. And so I was invited in 2014 to carry corn to South America um, by uh, my Hopi elder to to go to South America to invite the Condor nations through the invitation of the corn, which is a computer because when corn, when corn dries, it crystallizes. And what, what holds all the memory in our computer is one tiny little silica chip. What is corn? It is a massive computer. Why was corn genetically engineered and modified? Because if you engineer and modify the computer of the corn, you can influence the consciousness. While there were certain kinds of corns that have been preserved by the indigenous people and hidden away, seeds that regenerate and help remember all this genetically engineered corn that makes up 74% of the food chain um, to, to basically blank out the human consciousness, the, the corns that the seeds that were saved by various indigenous peoples on the earth help restore the consciousness of all corn because everything communicates non-locally and that's why many indigenous have done seed saving programs and you know have lost their lives for it and have had to really hide it away so i was asked to carry corn to south america to make an invitation to the condor nations to fly with eagle nations again and at the time i was also given a skull a crystal skull to carry and Thoth um, had been informing a woman, Maya Nartumid, who's an amazing scribe for Thoth. You can check out her work. Uh, Maya Nartumid, she's on Facebook and she's got websites as well. She had been scribing for Thoth for many years. And Thoth was saying that there was ascended beings that crystallized their skulls upon death. They had the capacity to activate their human vessels to crystallize their skulls and leave those skulls in the grids those crystallized skulls are now part of the consciousness that's helping to guide us forward. And these were some of the original archetypal energies of, uh, that created the human consciousness. And so um, this skull that I was asked to carry, though said, would be um, bringing, it would act as a surrogate for Atula Shilima, an ancient Lemurian priestess who reincarnated as Mary Magdalene. And though said that Atula Shilima left her um, crystallized skull in the grids of Mount Waiali Ali on the island of Kauai. And so she was calling forth a host skull to receive these codes so that we could begin to hold the skull and interface with the codes. I was given this skull at the same time that I was given the corn to carry to South America. And uh, my friend who, who works with um, holographic technology, Thunder, um, he actually placed it on one of his scales and he looked at me and he said, well, here's her number. These codes came through. Here's her real name. And she's 10,000 years old. 
And so um, this skull I traveled with all through Central America and then took it to um, the person who's now the steward of the skull, who's Maya. And she lives now in Cresto and she lived in quiet time. But this was at the Garden of the Gods. I was sent back there by the guidance on 1212, which is a stargate. And um, to, to synthesize the union of the masculine and the feminine energies within myself before I went on to South America um, as, as a carrier of the corn. And so I was guided to go do this um, basically clarifying process of myself. So I met the sunrise with the crystal skull. And then I snapped a few selfies and all of these anomalies, like the waves and these piercing rays of light. There's a whole series of the images that are really profound with the crystal skull and was experiencing my own purification in my consciousness and in my physical vessel. And so that was just one of the fun ones to share. Oh my God. <laughs> Your stories are not regular stories. Those are, those are ridiculous. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I'm going to, all right. Since they're so good, then this one, this one looks Photoshopped. Yeah. I'm it assuming is, it is not. It is not Photoshopped. This was a really epic moment. So on the grids, um, in, in 2014, it was really an epic year for me. And it was when uh, a lot of my indigenous elders were coming to me. It was when I was asked by Grandma Silverstar to carry the star knowledge bundles. I, I knew I was going to Israel during the time of the Grand Cardinal Cross, a great time in the shift in humanity's consciousness. Spirit had told me 14 months before I would be going, I was dragging my feet because I was still trying to bridge you know, 3D and, and, and all these irrational things that, it, you know, my family and my friends all thought that I had just really lost my mind and I'm off doing all these walkabouts on the grids and I can't really explain to anyone this metadata and source code that's coming through my mouth and most people don't have a clue what I was talking about. And, you know, I mean, it's a really humbling time because it was me and source, basically, it was me and the divine. I really had to surrender to the path and trust because the miracles were so profound. And I had to just accept that most of my human family could not really relate to what was happening, but that it was a higher service to all of humanity. And I'm so grateful that I walked the past in trust and courage and so on, because all the pieces are making sense now. And people are really starting to understand from my live streams I'm doing, having tens of thousands of people watch the live streams and thousands of messages are coming to me a day now from people going, oh my God, thank you. Everything you're sharing is putting all the pieces together for me. So in 2014, I did a five month walkabout on the grids. I was asked by uh, one of my great indigenous elders, Marshall Golden Eagle Jack, who worked with water and the 13 grandmothers to carry water and crystals back to the Middle East. Grandma Silver Star asked me to carry the star knowledge bundles back to Israel at the time of the Grand Cardinal Cross. And um, I was told by one of my elders that the work that I was doing was unplugging the patriarchy from our collective human consciousness and that I was following exactly as a group of psychics said that I would um, to carry these codes. So when I got to England after being in Bali and just like zigzagging all over the place, Israel and Jordan and Australia and Bali and then on to England, of course, there was a great synchronicity that there was a whole group of fantastic dowsers there and, and someone connected me and said, oh my God, this group of dowsers is there. I think you have to meet them. And so I messaged them one night and they said, look, we're going to Glastonbury tomorrow or to, to um, Stonehenge in the morning. We have um, a sunrise private uh, uh, 
access to Stonehenge and two seats on our bus. And I was with my girlfriend and uh, my dear friend who's worked the grids for years. And so of course we went. So we got to Stonehenge and I was carrying the star knowledge bundles. I was carrying the gamos or the, the, um, the, the codes of heroes gamos that Lisa Renee uh, downloaded from the Syrian high council and book. They were all codes to reactivate these codes on the earth for our awakening. I was carrying um, the sacred water I'd been given by the indigenous and the water I'd been moving all over the planet. And my womb blood, which I was returning to the earth and was, you know, the indigenous elders explained me why I was doing that. Because they had a prophecy that said, when the women of the earth return their blood to the earth, the men will come home from the war. So I had all these bundles with me and I had just done a blessing on the earth with the water and the blood. And, and I was just standing up and all of a sudden someone said, oh my gosh, take a picture of her. And I went spread eagle and the guidance came in and said, the 13 councils of light were downloading the codes to restore Stonehenge to, to the um, cosmic gateway that it was meant to be. And I was experiencing myself in a vortex. And then all of a sudden the guidance said it was done. And that's when someone said, take a picture of her. And when the photograph was taken, um, it, you can see my girlfriend in the background, her, her hair is blowing as though she's in this magnificent wind tunnel and my hair is completely still. And that is the photograph that was taken when the guidance said that the, the codes were done downloading. And what's amazing is you probably can't see it super close on this picture, but, um, oh, I just, I got to plug my computer in, but, um, what you can see is if you look really close a vortex in the sky above me and that's what i was experiencing myself to be i was experiencing myself to be inside of a vortex and you can see it in the clouds and if you look at that picture the the shadowy picture of me it's not even the same profile as what you see the eyelashes in my profile as though I'm turning my head towards the vortex in the sky. You can just kind of see it where the cursor is right now, the center of the vortex. But it's like I'm looking towards the vortex in the sky in my, the second, the multidimensional part of me, whereas the other part of me is looking down at the camera. And that's when the 13 councils of light said that Stonehenge had been physically reprogrammed to restore the 13, the guidance always said that I was here to unify the 12 tribes plus one and restore the missing tribe on the planet, which was the tribe of the Magdalene, the feminine Christ. The guidance always said the feminine Christ had to be restored within humanity's consciousness in order for humanity to awaken because the story was obscured and both masculine and feminine Christ consciousness was distorted. And what is Christ consciousness? Christ consciousness is quantum physics. It's the keys for how to, how to play with this quantum field. And um, so that's when the 13 councils of light said that the 13 codes of our DNA were restored or the 13 strands of DNA were restored and that it would start going through all these different um, stone megaliths on the planet through the grid lines to start preparing humanity for the awakening. So that's what that was, what was happening in that moment with that picture. Holy crap. <laughs> what? That is...
amazing. I even, there's not even words for that story. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, you just have to come on like every week and just give me like a new story. I have some, I have like probably five to 10 mind blowers, you know, and I think that you've got about like 50. Um, so, uh, say it's like, I say that I've walked a 13 part sci-fi movie. I say it's not my story, it's humanity's story. It's the truth of the restoration of the feminine Christ in our consciousness. And um, I, you know, I keep saying, like, send me, send me the screenplay writers. I'll tell the story. I'm really good at telling it. Someone else can transmute it into a book and, and a movie series because it's really humanity's birthright to know the story. I walked on these grids for seven years. I always say that I know they say that there's seven lost years of the journey of Jesus. And I always say that I know exactly what those seven lost years were. He was walking the grids, interfacing with the consciousness of, 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 of nature, of the cosmos through walking the grid lines and bringing codes of awakening to the family. And that's what really my journey was for those seven years from 2011 till, till now, 2018. And um, so, you know, in, in my dream, in, in my mind movie, um, people are coming who can translate this into other forms where it can be shared because it's humanity's birthright to know how the feminine Christ consciousness was restored through the grids to, um, to liberate us from a distortion, a distorted story that was all about the patriarchy and the masculine that left out the feminine aspects of who we are and um, basically restricted because the cosmos has checks and valves and unless we're in harmony and balance within ourselves we are not allowed to drive our ships through into these interdimensional gateways and this is the liberation of humanity through restoring these truths within the collective psyche because when i do it my dna communicates with your dna um, non-locally so what i'm learning you're learning what you're learning i'm learning and we really all do have incredible stories to share of this collective human journey i say it's the junior journey of the courage of the human heart to overcome all things because in the end it's all about love and that's really what the journey has been about for me oh man well my friend that was that was spectacular. It was everything I could have hoped and dreamed it could, could be. This series of like one, two, three is going to be something else. They've all been pretty pretty amazing. And I think the last thing that I'll just share is just like it's, I find it interesting. You know, the masculine, feminine, patriarchy, matriarchy. Um, you know, the native elder that I'm studying with now, David. It's a matriarchy. You know, the women are that's the highest thing. And if we're if we look at our society of competition, push people down, very surfaces. It very it's be very masculine, very push force. And a part of this work is internal, going in. That's like kind of feminine, you know. And so if we can just merge both, not we need both. It's not good or bad, but what we 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 kind of went way too nuts on one side. And so if we can just begin to merge these concepts and just do a little bit, um, you know, be a little bit more loving, be a little bit more kind to start with yourself. Um, you know, give yourself a little bit of space Just start to understand if anything, like the power of your human body and your consciousness, you know what I mean? You are so 
powerful, you're multidimensional, you're an incredible creator being, but it doesn't happen on day one. It's like you think, give yourself a lifetime to experience, give yourself some time. You never learned anything in like one day. Um, so, you know, that's what I <clears throat> like to share, but I just want to thank you for coming on and, and doing everything that you're doing and, and, uh, blowing minds and, and, you know, basically doing the work when no one's looking, right. That's really it. You, you did the work for so long and no one's looking, um, to try to figure out for your own self, listen to guidance as it comes through for you. And that's what we got to do for ourselves. That, that internal voice, that little whisper, you know, who we are that, and then take those steps and follow the thread and they're going to leave you sometime, you know, it's going to, it's going to lead you somewhere. It can be challenging. It can be scary but you know if you're following it or not and you can ask for help too. You know, am I on the right track? Can you give me a little bit of a sign here? Nope. Way off. Okay, cool. Thank you. And universe will help you out. Um, so I just want to see if uh, there's anything that you wish that I had asked you or anything that you want to leave with, you can feel free to go as long as you wish. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Well, um, as you were talking, I just, I'm so inspired again. I just keep hearing like, let's begin to um I, i'm hearing this date november 11th like let's let's create an event let's let's pull our audience together in physicality somewhere on this earth plane let's all come together for you know whatever a week a month 10 days two days um let's begin to play everyone has a gift i always when I started doing Joe's work years ago, I had this vision of like 12 of us coming together, creating an event with a lot of people and 12 of us mic'd up who maybe have been kind of like on the forefront visually or, uh, you know, doing like what you're doing and so on. 12 of us mic'd up, but in the crowd. And we just, we just start a conversation like this back and forth with the 12 that are mic'd. But we start like, you know, the, the audience starts coming into the conversation because this is the restoration of, <clears throat> excuse me, of the sacred circle. This is why the indigenous always help the sacred circle and the sacred hoop, the importance of the sacred hoop for the rise of humanity is about equality. And it means that everyone in the tribe, everyone in the family is equal. Everyone has a piece of the puzzle. Everyone has wisdom to come through them. And whenever I sit in sacred circle, it's so profound because A, we can't hide behind our ego and our self-importance, nor can we help hide behind our lack of self-confidence because in sacred circle, everyone can see us. Secondly, in sacred circle, it creates a container that the cosmos recognize a unified field of the heart. And it starts allowing us access to greater cosmic wisdom. And you know, the five-year-old in the circle can come out with the most incredible things coming through their mouth or the person that we consider a street person or a bum comes out and says the most prophetic thing. And, and so that was kind of this vision that I was given a long time ago about these events starting to happen where it's just like this greater dynamic uh, starts to work through us and everyone becomes participatory in, in the group. And, you know, it's, it's moving and it's dynamic and, and we, none of us know when we show up. We don't show up with a schedule or a game plan or an outline. We come because we recognize our power as a collective human consciousness to play. And we create the container. And all those who are stoked to be a part of it show up. And like I say, people who are stoked with the idea go, hey, I got the perfect location. We got the perfect accommodation. Let's make this accessible. Everyone come with the gifts. 
and let's find out what the greater consciousness wants to download to through and from us to open the veils right before our eyes through this participatory no longer one person on the stage sharing uh, you know, we're, we're ready. We're, we're ready to lead as a collective. And that's my inspiration and my invitation. It's coming through my word and my voice to make this invitation to impress this upon the quantum field to begin to open the gates for the energy to organize itself for this to happen. Because I already see it and I know it's real. I've seen it. I felt it in my times in myself over and over and over through this walk in the grids so much of the walk alone on the grids and just going like when do i get to come together in physicality with the family when do we begin to celebrate all these these individual stories of the courage of the human heart mine is just one of them but i see this event coming i see it coming fast i see it coming soon and and i just feel so energized by sharing that as a potential today um, to open the field to receive uh, messages from listeners who who know that they have a part to play in this and know that they have pieces that they can bring to it who are you know have the the av special specialization gifts and all that kind of stuff to make it happen let's do it let's make it happen because the veils are coming down one of my dear friends humphrey who's worked with the chinese elders for years is one of their emissaries who was was put forth into the american consciousness and mindset and said the elders are waiting for us to create a field of unified consciousness for project jason of 2018 project jason is july august september october november the opening of the veils that's what the elders said if a group of us could demonstrate that we through our choice through our action are willing to come together in sacred circle to create a field of unity consciousness. We will be the first to go through the gates to, to re-engage once again with the realms of the Elvins and the Star Nations in physicality, in form, by, our, by virtue of our willingness to set aside our self-importance, to come back together in the sacred circle, to understand that each one of us has a gift. And, this is transmission right now because I am so energized. I'm so energized on this grid line. I want to invite my friend Harry in here for the last couple of minutes because he's been dowsing the grid line the whole time we've been doing this podcast. And I'm really curious. I'll see if he's present in the other room uh, to just share with us a little bit about this grid line that he's on that he's been nurturing for many years. Here he's coming. Um, and so uh, that's really the pieces uh, like I say, I'm, the energy coming through me right now is saying, this is next level. This is next step. Dr. Joe is saying to us, I don't want to be in talk with a bunch of talking heads anymore. I want to be with you guys in the field playing. It's happening. The things that happened in Cancun were profound. Uh, you know, not, not just healings. The thing about when people start healing and the whole room pops off and a whole bunch of people start healing, what happens next? All of a sudden people go, I don't need this prop in the play called a wheelchair. I can see with these things in the play called my eyes. Well, what is next? The thing that's next, once everyone goes, you mean I'm not a victim of my journey or my story. I'm the full creator. What do I do with all this energy that I've liberated, that I put into my wounds and my sickness and my, my challenges? The only thing left to do when we all start, start popping off and activating ourselves as the true free energy devices is to play to create beauty to celebrate 
to sit in a group, a collective group and go, hey, where do you want to go for dinner? Let's go to the Pleiades and drink blue spirulina and, and interface with the Pleiadians. So we all sit together in circle. We close our eyes. We set the intent. We open our eyes. The gateway opens. We walk through. This is what the Mayans were showing us. This is what the Mayans did. It's what the Australian indigenous and many other indigenous on the planet have done. This is what I'm here to be a voice for, a messenger of, an inspiration of, the energy now. Cancun was the celebration, the Joe Dispenza event, the password for, for the... Um, you know, our downloads and our meditations was Unity 18. It was the celebration. The gates are open. Humanity is popping off left, right, and center. So now I know my piece and many others is just to be a voice of inspiration to keep saying what's possible. Let's all go ride on unicorns for the night. Let's keep opening our antennas so that source can show us things that we can't even imagine with our eyes. I am in a place of knowing why. Because I have been birthed, lived, died and been resurrected over and over and over on this journey and my final birth death resurrection the cracking of my shell was in may after the love affair with the divine there's a picture i can post on here after i, I went into meditation in a dark room for two weeks after that event and went all right this is it use me as a vessel to stabilize this field in wholeness and totality a bindi dot burned through my eye in those two weeks of meditation and and I've died. I, I'm, I, there's, there's no more death to occur for me because I am in the place of total knowing in every cell and iota of my being of what is possible. And Source has taken this voice over to just communicate that as an inspiration and invitation to keep inviting the collective to just keep coming along with me, with us on this journey and see what's possible, not just as individuals, but collectively, what is our human potential as a collective that's gone through genocide upon genocide, that has experienced duality in all of its forms? What is our potential now to collapse those polarities into the singularity of unity, involution, and take us all the way? This is where it begins. This is why I'm here. This is why I came. This is why we're having this podcast today. And I just want to bring Harry in here. Harry is this amazing, wonderful cosmic being. I'm just going to make room for him here and invite him to just, just share a little bit about this. What up, Harry? How are you doing? Harry, amazing. You want to share about the grid line, how how you came to this grid and what you've doused today, because it's showing us that the quantum field, because he's been out there dowsing the grid line, the quantum field is interfacing and it's responding to us in a quantum way, energetically through the external reality. And well, since since we I, I basically dosed it earlier, uh, it was doing about 10, probably 15 feet off, but I just checked it just before I, I sat down here again and it's pulsed another 15, 20. So it's way out there and I can really feel feel the energy. It's, it's uh, yeah, it, it, there's just like a buzzing, like a, a sensation around the head and, and the body and that. It's really kind of amazing. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I was never aware of that like last year. It's, it, it's, uh, started about uh, February, March of, of this year, where it started pulsing and, and I started checking it uh, with dosing rods. And I was, you know, I, I, 
I never thought that possible. <laughs> and uh, now it's just uh, amazing. And uh, uh, with the sacred if you go in there, it actually makes the, the line pulse uh, with people. So, uh, yeah, uh, really been playing with it a lot. Uh, uh, way bigger connection to it, uh, which I, I, I didn't have before than that. So, uh, um, but yeah, really uh, amazing. And for anyone that doesn't know what dowsing is, these, these are simple dowsing yeah, rods. Yeah, just, just, just a, a, a quick, it's just, you know, some rods inside of a, a, a pipe, a copper pipe in that. And then, uh, yeah, and it, it picks up on energies in that. And it'll swing up, swing or finding water, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it lets you know, like if you go near a, a plug or a switch, it'll, it'll open up if you want the intention of finding a, uh, an energy source in that. So I, I, I just play with this. Uh, and I did have a, a woman uh, from England, uh, Marie Wheatley. I don't know if you've ever heard of her at all. Or, uh, but she actually came and dosed the property uh, about three years ago. And, uh, and there's ley lines all over. And I, I was not aware of them. and. Uh, all the all the paths and the sacred geometry all ended up being on ley lines, and the sacred geometry had two ley lines go right through the center. And when I built the sacred geometry, I had no, you know, there, there was nothing telling me, or, or uh, you know, well maybe somebody, something was telling me, but uh, I had no awareness of ley lines or energy fields or anything when I when I built all these these pathways and uh, and the actual Uh, and it's an belt, and I, I put a quartz crystal on every corner. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, really just gone from there. Uh, here and brought seventeen other people to the to the property, and uh, which is kind of amazing <laughs> in in itself. So. Uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, really cool, and uh, and then all the other other people that have come, and uh, it's amazing. It's it's almost like build it and they'll and they'll come, you know. <laughs> and that's sort of what's happened, and it's sort of like a dream come true for me uh, to invite the world, you know, to, to come here, and, and and now to have these podcasts happen on uh, on the site and have unity uh, come forth and. Uh, you know, help me to to bring this out and, and, and what she's doing and what you're doing. Just amazing. And like, you know, you guys you guys are I, I mean it's just with what's going on. You know, it really is. I like, love this <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it really is. It's just uh like you are talking to a guy that that used to be into sports and drink beer in 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 the day and all this stuff and and then here I am today. Uh, who would have thought, you know, like uh, on this journey and uh, uh, and, and spiritual expansion uh, is just mind blowing, you know. So, and and and, and so Matt, I feel because um, you did say anything else to add. I feel like this is a really whole important segment to add to the end of this because we talked about like you know how how do we align with this underlying geometry of creation? How do we get into they're called the atonement grids. 
So the earth has her own meridians, just like Chinese medicine. She's got her own lines. Well, the cosmos itself is teeming with all these other levels and layers of lines. The axiotonal grids are what connects all of it, all these levels of consciousness. And so just for people who are not aware of grid lines or not aware of dowsing rods and how they work, if you don't believe in dowsing rods or just, you know, you can use a stick to find water. Um, how is oil found by oil companies? They use the best dowsers in the world to find bodies of oil under the earth, just using rods that respond to the electromagnetics of the earth. And the little rods go in or out because they respond to energy that we can't see with our eyes. This is the pyramids, all these ancient structures are on grids and ley lines of the earth. And so the reason it's really important to bring this piece in right now um, at the sort of completion of today's talk is to understand that if we could really see what the, the reality looked like around us, it would be the blackness of space. We are projecting onto the blackness of space through our first eye a story of collective agreement. Our first eyes are going through rapid transfiguration. Transformation, I say the movie theater, we are moving walkie, walking theater. Right now the theater is closed down for renovation. We're getting high def surround sound through the first eye. So these grid lines are energetic lines of consciousness and the importance of bringing it to our attention is the point of the grid line pulsing and getting bigger it's excited consciousness going they're getting it it's responding to our actual communion with it and so our thought and our word and our song and our intention is so significant because these grids this consciousness is recording what we are emanating forth into the field and will begin to reorganize particles of matter into form to reflect our intentions and our thoughts and so on and that's why the grid lines and interfacing with the grid lines is so important to even if you can't grasp it with your rational mind it doesn't matter because we're sharing it in the transmission of the space between the words and listeners will get it at some level to go the world all around me is responding to my every thought the grid line and using Harry going out and using the dowsing rods to measure where the grid line is at and this grid like a vein is pulsing 10 feet and then 15 feet and then 25 feet wider. It's like blood arteries getting wider when we exercise because the body's getting excited. The quantum field is getting excited. And these places have been used all over the earth. They're where sacred sites exist, where grids and ley lines come together. It's where the Vatican sits. It's where London sits. It's where Washington, D.C. sits, because that's where major grid lines came in. And what was imbued into those grid lines, those vortex, it's called a vortex where grid lines all come together, a whole bunch of symbols and magic through word and through thought and through text to create levels of consciousness using these energy grid locations. 
now new energy grid locations are opening up on the earth for new earth beings centered in the heart, centered in unity consciousness to interface with. They're going to start popping open all over the world now. And they are literally what I am saying, teleportation devices. The more we interface with them, the more the veils thin and interdimensions will literally walk through these gates like Harry's property as we nurture and interface with them. And this is all part of Project Jason, July, August, September, October, November. Humanity, this is it. Set aside the distraction. Play. You know that the drains on some level of your being, even if it doesn't make sense to the rational mind, there is a level of truth we know within ourselves. I always say, whatever I say, take what resonates, throw away the rest. But follow the heart follow the internal guidance system that will lead us into this new earth that is coming through a higher level of consciousness. It's literally pulling us by the chest now to have us leave behind everything we no longer need to walk through these gates that are opening in these earthly planes for us to walk all the way through. And so thank you, Harry, for, I just knew today this podcast was to be done. I got in the in my interdimensional car and teleported <laughs> to Harry's interdimensional place to do the podcast here so we could consciously yeah. interface with this energy and beam it out through this podcast. I say to viewers, please share. If there's any aspect of this podcast that resonates, please share it in all of your networks because we are showing up and we are gifting all of our time and energy in, in a gifting economy, a gifting frequency. So, our invitation, pay it forward, just, just gift and share the link for this. Tell people what it meant to you so other people can find it, so we can truly activate ourselves beyond a dollar, beyond an economy that is, is, keeps people indoctrinated in systems that are falling away. Let's move forth as the free energy devices we are thinking apple, producing golden apple in the palm of our hand. The masters of the Far East are we. Let us begin to truly play in our supernatural abilities and gifts. It's game on. I promise and guarantee it's already happening. So just come through the gates. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Well, Harry, thanks for being such a gracious host and, and making this happen and using uh, earth energy. I think, I think unity knows a little, a thing or two about grid lines and ley lines and energy points walking around the friggin' planet. <laughs> um, but I, I appreciate you both unity. Thanks for your work, Harry. Thanks. I don't know you yet, but I'm Canadian. So I'll have to swing by your pad and say what's up and, and get some of that uh, good yeah. old energy for myself. But I just appreciate you both for their, for who you are. And um, I agree with everything that you said. Definitely go do an act of kindness. That's what I always say. Actually take an action. Um, and you are an extraordinary, powerful being. So just go be that way. Matt Belair. And to all the, all the viewers, interdimensional, physical, and beyond. We love we. Let's rock this. Let's play the way we're meant to. Innocent, pure children of this garden. The living library, library as it was meant to be. Let's all go swim with dolphins, ride unicorns through the gates, and so much more. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for watching. Bye.
All right, guys, that wraps up the second part with Unity Grace. I'm sure that was an experience for you. Uh, apologies for the uh, sound there. She didn't have the greatest headphones on that one, but uh, the content was amazing. So thank you so much, Unity, for coming on. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, the best way to do it is three acts of kindness today, each and every day. Go out of your way to do it. Don't tell anybody. At least do one act of kindness. If you like the podcast and you're listening to this thing, at least per episode, one act of kindness is what I would recommend and suggest because I'm just putting this out there for you so come on just do something nice for somebody that's that's reasonable right okay cool now that's sorted if you want to go a step further um you can leave a review in itunes that helps you can become a patron thank you so much for my patrons hooking me up and and this is community funded as in uh I'm funding it, but some community's helping, and I really enjoy that. So thank you so much. Uh, Just go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair because it is a privilege and honor to be speaking to these people and to be bringing their wisdom to you. So if you want to support in that way, that's great. Help get the word out. Um, What else? Oh, yeah, Sedona. Get to Sedona, August 4th. Um, Check out David Lone Bear Center Pass. Go to Distant Ancient Echoes on Facebook. And it's on my Facebook, too. So we're going to be in Sedona. This is uh, once a historic event for real. First time a Zuni elder and a Mi'kmaq elder will be coming together to share their history. It includes the star people, the star nations. Um, It's absolutely mind-blowing and outstanding. So if you're within a 10-hour drive, uh, if you are within a few-hour flight, get there. It's going to be amazing. People are coming literally from around the world for this. Uh, I'm not even kidding. Uh, because it is that special so get there if you can you're gonna love it um what else oh yeah the seven part uh, webinar series by david that's coming up every thursday at eight or seven uh just check out the event is on my facebook so you can check that out to confirm uh so you're gonna want to jump in on those too because we're working real hard together to bring these ancient teachings out to the public um you know as i always say like my zen athletes great it's a great book you should buy it podcast amazing you should listen to it. it's great stuff if you like it um but you know those are secondary to me helping david lone bear senate pass because i've been seeking the world for these people and uh you know of everyone i've done a podcast with you know they're all just absolutely exceptional extraordinary people and uh, i haven't met anybody like david lone bear senate pass and what i believe the deten- the potential of what he can create i call him like the dalai lama tesla so he hasn't even released or shared the technologies and in, in his mathematics that he was taught in his engineering and we need help so please help please help we need it um so that's why i'm in maine doing my best doing my part to steer the energy towards him i have no problem um recognizing a master when i see one and uh humbled and grateful to be able to serve what he's trying to bring forth Uh, my dedication is secondary to what i know that he's been through it's really amazing so that's enough of that he's awesome just check him out um do an act of kindness sign up for the email list check out zen athlete come to the event in sedona be happy if you can i think that's all the to do's Uh, and these are all suggestions do whatever you want Uh, i'm just rambling yammering so let's just close this out come into a a place of peace and coherence wherever you are and then just let's let's tune into our creator selves our creator beings that multi-dimensional if infinite eternal part of ourselves so wherever you are taking a deep breath in through your nose Hold that breath and just connect to that eternal, multidimensional creator self within you. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, all the limitations, all the mindset, ego, identity. Just let that go and just let yourself to be in your body, realizing that you are an eternal being. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just double that feeling of connection with that eternal 
part of you, that thing that's connected to all of the universe, that's breathing you, that's beating your heart, that's connecting you to all things, your multidimensional nature, and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the limitations and all the limitations. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose and now just double and triple down this multidimensional creator feeling, just knowing that you are infinite, eternal, multidimensional, that you are amazing, that you are connected to source, to spirit, that you are capable of incredible things and you can go beyond all space and time to create and you have a lifetime to create who you are and what you want to bring to this world and you are special, you are unique, you are amazing and nobody gets an easy ride but we do get to create who we are so take that challenge and just create who you are day by day. Know that the universe is on your side um, but you got to make that first step. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Sending you a big massive hug and love through the airwaves. All my love, encouragement, support, well wishes for you to be amazing. Um, Have an outstanding day and I'll see you in the next episode.